This week's episode is sponsored by Current Jerker Designs. When you're a promoter of any kind, one main obstacle you face is, how do I get more attention for my business? With Current Jerker Designs, you get over 10 years of experience with their creative marketing services. Reach out to Derek Sharp at CurrentJerkerDesigns.com. Again, that's CurrentJerkerDesigns.com. Or you can email Derek directly to Derek at CurrentJerkerDesigns.com. <laughs> era, era, two heels in a freeze. They say I walk like a king, talk like a king. You can act around now, say the same thing. They chasing the fame, they all want the name. Thing got was running through these veins. Say I walk like a king, talk like a king. You can act around now, say the same thing. They chasing the fame, they got one for name. The thing got was running through these veins. Make way for the king. Hello, Chris. What's up? Yo, man? what's up? Welcome to Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, thanks not for the usual intro, but, <laughs> but here we are. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels in a Face Wrestling Podcast. That's the intro you're probably waiting for. Uh, but we didn't get to, we didn't do any of our uh, usual talking beforehand. So usually, I, I felt like starting with like, "What's up, man? How you doing?" I'm doing all right, man. Still trying to adjust to to the working man schedule. Um, and and coming into the office, so um, the office sex, schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I had been working for myself for a few years, and now actually, I'm employed by somebody. So that that transition also, it's it's a little rough. Um, not rough in, in a bad way, but just adjustments, right? Need to yeah. have. So I'm wrestling through it. <laughs> you're, <laughs> not, you're, not your, you're, you're not your own boss anymore. Right, right. Um, so you know. And you're still at the office. The boss is okay with you uh, uh, talking about graps at all hours of the night. Absolutely. I mean, uh, so my, my so my schedule is a little different, and I'll, and I'll share it real quick. Um, technically, I should start at noon and runs all the way to eight um, because I'm uh, I'm teaching, right? I'm 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 a tech trainer, so I'm I'm giving these classes in the, in the late afternoon. But somehow I. Like I find myself in the office at like 10 or nine or um, so I have to come in twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then I find myself on the uh, working from home days. I'm online at 8, 8 a.m. So I'm I'm getting used to it. Um, I'm working things out, but okay. but I'm here. I'm here. I'm excited. And how are you, Charlie? Let, let, let's talk a little bit about you. And we also have a great guest coming up. We do. This is another buffet line episode. We've been cranking them out with wrestlers. We've been trying to focus more on that, not necessarily so much on like show previews, recaps. No offense to our promoters and uh, <laughs> friends, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, but we kind of talk about shows through the wrestler, so to speak. Um, and I wore a two thousand face shirt today. Are you proud of me? Look at that. Yeah, my, my, my shirt is it's a little worn out. This is like the prototype. And you, it's a shirt you don't want to throw in the dryer because it'll just yeah. like start like... Not Tracking. all of our shirts. No, that was prototype. Yeah. This is the prototype. Think, yeah. So coincidence. Uh, so we're going to talk uh, with somebody from the AAW family. Correct. Um, I think the first prototypes that we threw out there were to Trent and uh, Tony Rican. So they, they, they probably have those uh, old cracked shirts at this point, I'm sure. If they are still surviving, then yeah, they are taking their you know, taking good care, hanging them up out, out of the wash instead of throwing them in the dryer. Because, you know, the ones you buy from Pro Wrestling Tees now, those are fine. 
yeah, but good, like good the, quality. The, the original ones that we kind of bought, yeah, it's like a, it was like a test sample. That's gonna that's gonna come off. So you gotta take the like you do with your football jerseys. You know, take those out of the. Yeah, wash. Tony Rican uses those to cook. So in case there's any oil spillage, <laughs> it, it's on the two heels and a face shirt. So that, <laughs> probably, that's okay. Probably uses it as his rag <laughs> to clean his pants on his cooking show. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for a guest today. And this is once again. Last week we had Alfonso Gonzalez. Not last week or two weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this. We had Alfonso Gonzalez on. Once again, a blank slate in my head. Stephen Wolf has been doing it. That's our guest spoiler. Has been doing it longer than Alfonso Gonzalez, but still, there's so much I still don't know about him. And I feel like this is kind of another conversation that's a little bit long overdue. I just feel like we've known about him for a while and uh, just went in a different direction. And now, uh, like I said, yeah, we want to have someone from AEW on to talk about that experience and to kind of spread the love around to to the promotions out here so and yeah so yeah like you said it's been kind of years in the making a little bit um we've talked about this um you know and we talked to obviously trent about it and and it's just it's a guest that that's long overdue and and glad he's here so i'm gonna bring him in he's in the waiting room okay all right hey guys how's it going <laughs> hello hey. <laughs> Mr. Stephen Wolf. Hey, how is that waiting room? Is it? Isn't? Did you get any refreshments in there? Is it nice? Are there nice um, couches? Actually, I didn't really get a damn thing. Not even a t-shirt. So I uh, kind of. Oh wow! Okay, I heard all you're, that. You're, don't worry. <laughs> High quality t-shirt coming your way. <laughs> Let me mark that down. Yes, t-shirt. Stephen Wolf. I, I mean, I think that's something we could do. No one's really buying them, Stephen. So we might as well <laughs> buy one ourselves and then have you be. A walking billboard for us. If you're, okay I got you. Don't even worry about it. I'll wear it. I'll put it on Instagram, Twitter. I got you. <laughs> Great. So, but yeah, like we were saying before, um, I don't know if you're too familiar with us. Um, we are fairly familiar with you. I just feel like we've been doing this now for was it four ish, five ish years, Chris? Five years, five years. And you've been wrestling, I'm sure, longer than that. How many years in total are you have you been wrestling now? Um, I, man, my memory's horrible. Uh, <laughs> eight years in August, but last okay. year kind of like a total sabbatical for me because of my neck right. injury. So I'm going to say seven. Okay, cool. Um, so, so yeah. The, in the scene for eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, so we, you know, half of that time, I guess we've been kind of been doing this and I've always known about you, um, but just never, like we said, we kind of went down the went down the route of focusing a lot on the freelance roster it was kind of AEW first on the freelance roster and then kind of came back to do uh, like a handful of promotions in the area kind of consistently and trying to spread the, up the love here. And we talked to Trent. We're like, hey, who is someone on your roster who um, could benefit from an interview? Probably, probably tell a little bit more about their story, so to speak, and like kind of get that out there and get a couple more touch points. So uh, obviously, I feel like you've always been at least for my image of you has always been like a very approachable person. So we're like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. I try to be as personable as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, and uh, so the buffet line, Chris, you want to explain what the buffet line is? Yeah. So this, this episode will be a, a wrestling buffet line. We say that wrestling is a buffet and uh, you know, there's always something in there for everyone. So in the format of a buffet line episode is we'll kick off things with a, with, with the salad bar fresh takes, getting to know you a little bit better. And then we'll move into the, the main course, the hot plate. So a little, you know, heavier questions that, you know, will get, will allow us to 
uh, get to know you and your journey a little bit better as well. And then we'll finish that off with dessert, which is, you know, guilty pleasures. And then also a fun round of um, word association. So we'll give you, you know, 10 words. But as we throw them out, you'll respond with one word. It sounds easy, but, you know. It, it goes rapid fire. It does not sound easy at all. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. Good. So, right. so yeah, usually we we have we didn't talk to you before you jumped in live. So does all that sound good? Yeah, that sounds fine. I mean, I don't have a choice now, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we can after we go off live, maybe we can debrief or something. If you know, <laughs> you're good. Good. Uh, cool. But yeah, so I guess it's in Wolf coming up out. Right oh, here. oh yeah, yeah. Me and my family used to go there literally all the time. Probably like once a week we would go to the buffet. Oh, so nice. I kind of nice. got the the schedule down a little bit. <laughs> is it is it like what's out there now? Because I'm a sort of familiar with the area. I went to, I've been to, I've been to Bradley for a few basketball camps in high school. And then I went to Illinois state, which is that. And then I would go into Peoria for like random things or random trips or whatever. Cause it's not mm-hmm. terribly far. What's out there right now. Is it like golden corrals and, out, and stuff out there? right now? Well, uh, golden corral was there until the pandemic. And then that shut down. Now it's like a medical center. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, the the uh, old hometown buffet that got switched up to a five below, which is just like a well, it's a dollar store. Everything's five dollars and well below. So <laughs> there's not really any good buffets anymore. But I guess like you know, with us being in a pandemic, it's probably a good idea. The worst place to be probably in a pandemic is at the buffet oh. with like all the touching of the different plates and stuff. Oh, absolutely. And you know, <laughs> food's not exactly the greatest at a buffet anyway. But it's more just like how much can you eat. Right. Exactly. That's why these episodes go an hour, hour, 15 minutes long. We'll try to keep it uh, succinct, though. Um, The first question that we have is kind of a broad question, but we just want to know, kind of tap into the parts that you do love about wrestling and what those aspects are. So the question is very broad. It's what do you love about wrestling? But usually how people answer, answer this question is they focus on certain aspects of it is it the entertainment is it the athleticism style is it everything sometimes sometimes people just say everything but mm-hmm. what is it that you love about wrestling um well to be basic i do want to say everything but <laughs> i think the thing that i love the most is like the storytelling you mm-hmm. know you got the good guy versus the bad guy good and evil i'm a huge like superhero mark so like that stuff is like right. really gets at me um yeah just like I don't know, a good, well thought out story that actually makes sense means more to me than like, you know, a high spot match with like 20 Canadians and like people doing corkscrews off of the top of a ladder and things like that. That stuff's super cool, but that's just part the part of the buffet that I'm kind of like, I steer clear of a little bit if yeah. you know, going with the trend here, um, which is really ironic because I feel like a lot of the times I get booked in like the scramble high flying type matches. So it's not that I don't like it, it's just I'd rather prefer to be a storyteller in wrestling versus just being a guy that does cool moves. Yeah, definitely. I think we're going to get into I think in the hot plate section, we have a little bit of like um, a, like high flying questions. And then also just like because I know recently you did kind of switch back and or you you were primarily a face, but then you got to do some heelish stuff. So you got mm-hmm. to kind of see both sides of that story. So I, I think we'll we'll kind of get into that. Um, the, uh, the question that Chris put on here, Chris, do you want to ask a question about, uh, the athleticism? Right. Well, we just, so as you were, you know, talking about like, you want to have a story, um, you know, in the ring and, but sometimes you are booked in these matches that that don't require that 
that Stephen Wolf in there, you know? And my question was like, you know, have you always been that athletic? Like, did you, you know, growing up, you were into sports? Was it, or it was just like wrestling is making me jump off, you know, and do this crazy move? <laughs> um, I mean, technically wrestling has made me do a lot of things uh, <laughs> as a kid. Uh, like uh-huh. I can't tell you times my grandma would be pissed off that I'm like doing like, you know, flips on the couch or like wrestling my pillow in my room when I'm supposed to be asleep and things like that. Um, but I've always just, I don't know how to knack for gymnastics and just uh, doing athletic things. I played baseball or basketball all the time growing up, like a little league and things like that. In high school, uh, I was on the wrestling team. I was on okay. the tennis team. Uh, <laughs> I was part of like, you know, musicals, a theater and things like that. And uh, I feel like really all that culminated into like one thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want to be a professional wrestler. That's always been my dream since I was like a little kid. You know, yeah. um, if people can find a deep, deep, deep dive on YouTube, you could probably find like me wrestling on the trampoline with like my local buddies and stuff like that, you know? Um, but yeah, the athleticism thing, it, uh, <laughs> it always annoys my wife. Cause she's like, how can you do literally freaking everything? If you just look at it once, I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of do it and just hope for the best. Do you? Yeah. So I recently saw like a, you recently saw a video where it was like some, uh, someone teaching a kid how to backflip. And mm-hmm. there was like eight different parts to that training. Is those, do you have to go through any of those parts of training or is it, is it just natural? Mostly? Um, it's a little bit natural, but like, I still have to like try and pro- uh, progress with stuff like that. Like okay. when uh, I learned how to do a backflip, uh, like I was on a trampoline and I could just do it. No problem. Cause you know, I'm bouncing the entire time. Yeah. And then uh, I think it was, yeah, my senior year of high school, um, uh, the dance team, they had like a senior night and they all like picked guys to come and like dance with them. And, you know, one of my friends was on it. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll do it with you. And they were, like, going through, like, um, the choreography. And they're like, oh, yeah, and that's where Steven does his backflip. And I was like, Steven does his his what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, sure enough, like, on YouTube, I, like, just looked up how to do a backflip. And you see me, I'm sitting in my front yard trying to, like, do a cartwheel backflip. And just, like, I'd spent probably, like, an hour or so doing it. And I was, I ate it a couple times. But then I finally was able to get it down. And... Yeah, so I do have to practice things when it comes okay. to athletics and flippiness and all that. But um, for the most part, like I used to do a shooting star press off the top rope. I could do it running, no problem. Um, and I think it's just for me, it's more of a mental thing because there's this guy. Um, he he used to like uh, help out with Dreamwave, Alan LaSalle, uh, a long, mm-hmm. long time ago. His name's J-Mac. Um, he is, <laughs> for lack of a better term, like, He's kind of a, I don't know if I can cuss on the podcast, but yeah, oh yeah, he's, yeah. cool. He's kind of a dick, but like, <laughs> he's an honest dick. Like, he'll tell you how it is. And uh, before a show one time, I was like, oh, I kind of want to try a shooter. And, and everybody's like, don't break your neck. You're going to, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's the one person I was like, I think you can do it. And I was like, oh, you think I can do it? Then yeah. And I hit it, boom, freaked out because I was like, fuck yeah, this is all I've ever wanted to do. And then uh, I was like, honestly, J Mac, Thank you for like believing in me. He goes, Oh, you didn't see my face after I said that, did you? And I was like, What? He's like, Oh, I said, I think you can do it. And I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to, I got, yeah, any curse word is fine. I thought you were going to come out with something de- uh, harsher than just dick when you, oh. when, you, when you prepped me for that. I thought there was an F bomb being dropped, which of course, drop as many as you want. Right. Uh, that's, that's fine. Um, the uh, 
I was trying to do some uh, some research. On, so speaking of YouTube, I was trying to do some research on YouTube, and then I for some reason I kept putting an E at the end of your le- at the end of Wolf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know who you share that? Or yours is different. It doesn't have the E. That's correct. Yeah. Um, a lot of apparently Stephen Wolf's like there's a Stephen Wolf in politics. There's a, okay. If you, just, <laughs> if you just put in Stephen Wolf on YouTube or like when I try to vanity search myself, we all do it. Like fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I get all like Justice League stuff from like the movie and like the comics because there's Steppenwolf and people right. just misspell his name. And, right. Yeah. And so like I'm like all right, well I gotta mute this and mute that and I'm like damn I, I love superheroes so I can't exactly mute <laughs> you know Steppenwolf so. It gets difficult, so I have to do it like immediately as soon as shows are over, so like I actually can see if people say anything. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I so I and then I ran into I think like do you know who Johnny? Don't Google this guy. Well, you can if you want. Do you know who Johnny Sins is? I think his actual like name is Stephen Wolf. I don't know if you know who Johnny Sins is. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. You know. <laughs> yes. If you know, you know. But I, I kept running into stuff. So. So my YouTube search was going there because of all <laughs> right. the things. You completely got distracted and you didn't do your research. Like, no, you yeah. <laughs> I did something else first. Said, well, well, I'm already here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, other sites are for that. And then, um, then I, then I saw. So I was like, okay, let's go to your Instagram. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, because I, obviously this this episode is like, I want to get to know more about you, but I need there needs to be a little bit of a primer to tee you up, so to speak. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then I saw that, speaking of high flying, I saw that you basically t- tore down a piece of the, like there was like a garment or a drape at New Texas Pro. And you yeah, were doing a movement. Yeah. Did you get in trouble? Did you have to pay for that? or is all? Uh, luckily, no. I said, I was like, listen, I'll pay for it. That's that's on me. That's my bad. Um, and they were like, no, you didn't really break anything. It just kind of came down. So you're fine. And I was like, all right, cool. Because that shit looks expensive. <laughs> it was like very nice, wasn't it? It was like some nice, like see-through uh, white. Yeah, it was some nice, you know, little little some some at the top there and make everything <laughs> look better. And like there is a corner in the ring that's like completely clear of it. And you know, for some reason, I just wasn't feeling that corner at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, there's a on the uh, clip I have on Instagram. Like you can't see it, but there's a another uh, vantage point of it. And like my foot barely gets it. And I was like, oh, damn, if I would have just tucked a little bit more, I would have cleared it and it would have been fine. But I think it made it way more memorable. The fact that I did just like, you know, break everything. Yeah, no, it was a great clip because even your face after was pretty funny. <laughs> um, <was> definitely, like, <laughs> definitely can't be doing that stuff at the Berwyn Eagles Club. That's a low room. <laughs> so you right. know, know your clearance, as they say. Exactly. Uh, that, was, that was great. That was a great moment. And then you talked about, so like, what is your, what is your, you, t- so it's, I kind of like that you were, you did the athletics in high school and then you, but you were also in theater. So you, you kind of already were uh, working on those two parts of wrestling. It, it could be two or three parts, four parts, however you break it down, but like there's the character part and the emoting. And then mm-hmm. there's the act, there's the physical side too. Um, and you said you knew you wanted to be a wrestler. What was that moment? Take us to the moment where you did you someone leave an impression on you, and you're like, okay, this is definitely something I want to try. Um, so like growing up, I've always like watched wrestling with my grandma literally every Monday, Tuesday, or Thursday, whenever SmackDown came on at the time. Okay. Um, literally every pay per view, every live event, I would try to get tickets. Like, uh, if you look up the Great Khali's debut, it was in my hometown, the little black boy that's like right in the front. He, that's me. 
saying like I'm really like core color like that. But man, I've always loved it. But um, I never really, in all transparency, I didn't really know too much about independent wrestling. Like I knew about Ring of Honor, I knew about TNA, but I didn't know okay. that wrestling was so prevalent. Um, and then one day I was working at Toys R Us. I had a I picked up somebody's like closing shift because I was like, hey, I need money because I'm 20 years old or 19 at the time. Um, yeah. And this guy came in and bought a Power Ranger toy. And this was like 8, 30, 9 o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, I used to love Power Rangers. Like, oh, that's the original and da, 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 da. And we got to talking. And he told me like he just he's a collector, he collects uh, wrestling action figures, too. And I was like, oh, cool. I love wrestling. I, you know, I always wanted to be a wrestler growing up. And he's like, well, I have a company that's, you know, in town over if you want to come try out. And I was like, oh, shit, that, that's a thing. And um, yeah, next thing I know, like I just took a uh, weekend and then went up to the local bar and grill <laughs> and <laughs> I just got into a ring and I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. And uh, yeah, the first time I got into the ring, I ate it hard. Like I went through the second row because I thought I was so cool. My back uh, foot caught on it and it's Oh, I was like, ah, shit. Excellent first impression. Like, I promise I'm athletic, you know. <laughs> and that, then, um, that yeah. this, this is a great story. Continue. I apologize. Right. No, you're fine. And then, um, yeah, I got in there and, it, you know, it wasn't really anybody that was, uh, you know, a name at that point that was at that show. Um, but there was this one guy who's now literally like my best friend. He's like my older brother. Uh, his name's uh, Corbin Blaze. And, uh, at Toys R Us, ironically, I actually worked with his mom. And she's okay. like, oh, like my son's like the champion there and da-da-da-da-da. She showed me pictures of him. And I do this dude could have been John Cena. You know what I mean? I was, like, I was like, oh, my God, it's so cool. He's got a bell. He's got this. He's got that. And, like, I met him and I was like, dude, teach me everything you know about everything. And, you know, he's the one that really got me into, uh, like, watching Ring of Honor and, like, putting myself out there and, like, going and doing stuff. Like, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be a Dreamwave. Um, cause he wanted to do a tryout match and me and him had good chemistry for ironically how like new I was. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, Hey man, I need you for this tryout match that I'm doing. I was like, I am not prepared for a tryout match. He's like, I don't give a shit. You're doing it with me anyway. <laughs> and luckily, you know, we both got on Dreamwave, and, uh, yeah, things just kind of took off from there. Unfortunately, he uh, tore his ACL in one of the matches, like, uh, like um, almost like two or three months after that, which really sucked. But, um, yeah, he's always helped me. Like anytime I have like an idea or something, even just like now I'll be like, Hey bro, what do you think of this? Or like, Hey, what do you think about this gear idea? Or like, like we always bounce each other stuff. Like I, I was in his wedding. Uh, he would have been mine, but I eloped. So <laughs> it's same, <fine>. same. <laughs> See, it's super nice. Right. Yeah. It's nice. Well, and cheap. That's the most important. Part. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then it, things just kind of took off from there. I just, uh, and then I went down and then trained with AR Fox. Um, Cool. And at the WWA four and man, that, that dude knows so much about wrestling, like absolutely insane amount. Like I know people know him for like his like crazy death defying like moves and flips and all this stuff, but he really, really knows wrestling psychology, like to a T it's, it's a beautiful thing. That's great. I, first of all, RIP toys are us. Let's just give it, it's <laughs> give it it's proper. Second of all, that is one of the cooler, I think, starting stories no offense to anyone who's been on this podcast before <laughs> i think i think man nicks has a really has a really good good one because it involves like people getting into a van and going to a weird warehouse so that, <laughs> that one is funny uh, um he's told that one i think maybe once or twice on this podcast and but to run to bump into someone at toys r us and talk about wrestling action figures that's a pretty unique coincidence 
yeah, man, I think about it and I'm like, dude, if I would have never picked up that extra shift, like who knows what would have happened? I may have, ne- I wouldn't be wrestling right now. You know, I would just be, you know, just around. I'd just be a guy. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you get a discount on the belts? Because I went to Toys R Us for the toy belts all the time when I was growing mm-hmm. up. Uh, did I get a discount? I want to say that I, yeah, I did get a discount. Like the okay. big, the biggest thing I ever bought there was like my Xbox, uh, Xbox okay. One at the time. Okay. Um, but they didn't give me a discount on that, which I was kind of pissed about. Like it dropped and I made sure the day it dropped that I picked up a morning shift. That way I could just hide one in the back for myself. <laughs> and, and people would be like, can you go to them? I'm like, no, I can't. Nothing in the back. Don't worry about it. Like, nope. And like people would be like, oh, well, there still says that there's one. I was like, there's not one. Nope. They're all sold out. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was, I was really cool with my store manager at the time. So like I would be like, hey, David, is, is there? He's like, no, the count's off. It's fine. And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's ironic now because isn't it really? I think it might be really hard to even get the new. I don't know. It was at least at a point really hard to get like the newest Xbox, and uh, you were ahead yeah. of that game. Yeah, I got a. Well, now I have a PS5, which I is saw cool. that you got a PS5, right? Oh yeah, dude! Shout out to my wife, Hyundai. She's the best. I don't know how she <laughs> got it. Um, actually, that's a lie. She told me I got it for Christmas, not last year, but the year before. And she just now told me like two days ago because we just randomly talking. She's like, "Yeah, I got it on eBay." I was like. You, you went on eBay to get it? What the hell? You still do that? I was like, Amazon for two-day shipping. Like, come on. Yeah. Wow, that's... Uh, I'm glad it all works. And I feel like, yeah, I don't know if I trust eBay for something like that. But. <laughs> yeah, me neither. But it works. It so. worked out. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Uh, right. We got we got a... Uh, yeah, we got a uh, pretty full uh, main course. So, Chris, you want to ask the, the last... Yeah, uh, yeah. Salad bar Let's wrap up the salad bar before we jump into the main course. And, of course, we have to ask you, what is your favorite part of an actual salad? My favorite part of an actual salad. Ooh. Yes. Oh, damn. Uh, I'm from the Midwest, bro. Ranch. It's the ranch on top. Oh, God. Okay, okay. All right, let's let's be honest. Well, like, the ranch. I uh, hate the croutons. That's the absolute worst. Oh, uh, my God. Chris, can we put him back in the waiting room for a second, please? <laughs> Not better be at a t-shirt in the waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a glass of water or something. <laughs> and a salad bar. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, definitely the ranch dressing. You, I could just ma- um, picture sitting next to you. Like, like, are you like gross when you eat ranch? People are gross when they eat ranch. Okay, I'm, I'm I feel a- like Charlie. Like, whenever people talk about ranch, he thinks that like you're pouring the entire bottle or something. <laughs> dude, people will do that, dude. I swear, I've seen like people <laughs> have unse- uh, unhealthy obsessions with ranch. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I know the best places to get the best ranch when it comes to you know restaurants and stuff. But I'm not over here like guzzling it like it's you know Gatorade. Right. But but I do enjoy a good ranch on you know like my wings, you know my chicken nuggets, you know and stuff. Fries, salads, naturally. But yeah, I love yeah man the ranch. It's got to be the ranch. Do you go to the Hidden Valley for your ranch? Hidden Valley is overhyped. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay, the best ranch. uh, It's a place in Peoria actually called Avani's. The food is okay, but man, the ranch. I think I might know that. That sounds very familiar. Like I said, I dabbled a little bit in the. I don't know if there's one in, in Blono as well. Um, but there might be actually. There might, there be. might be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, hot plate, Chris. You can you can start us off. Right. So to introduce how, the hot plate, um, just to kind of give you a little bit backstory on, on us in this conversation that we had with Trent back in the day was uh, in the early days of of LaSalle of uh, AAW going out to LaSalle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've gone out there, and you know, I'm trying to get to know the the, the new wrestlers. To me, 
mm-hmm. right? It was a, it was a different uh, different experience out there. And I see, you know, Stephen Wolf and um, Myron Reed paired up mm-hmm. um, as a team. At least that's my recollection of it. I don't take that 100% because my memory <laughs> may not be right. But um, but that's when, you know, when we were talking to Trent, I think that night I probably recorded with Paco a little bit. And he's like, you know, you should get to know the the, the new guys, the new guys. Um, and, and he put you guys over. And, you know, and ever since, you know, we've kind of had this this idea eventually. But um, can you talk about, you know, how you ended up in, I mean, you, you talked about Dreamwave, but mm-hmm. how did that turn into an opportunity with AAW and, and where we know you from? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, it wasn't Myron. It was uh, Trey Miguel. Oh, but, was it? Okay. Yeah, we all like three came in like relatively the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, like a lot of people kind of like interchange us. So I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Um, but yeah, no, I was at Dreamwave for a little bit. Uh, their last show, I uh, I wrestled, uh, I'm not even going to mention the name because he's a piece of shit, but uh, I wrestled this guy. Uh, right. And then after the match, um, Danny Daniels was sitting there and I was like, hey, Danny, uh, my name's Stephen Wolf. I love watching AAW. I really appreciate it. If we could talk business sometime and I can be a part of your show. And he's like, absolutely, kid. Like, we'll talk, you know, a little bit later. All right, bet. Cool. And a little bit goes by. And then he's like, hey, uh, I got a LaSalle date. I'd love for you to come out and do a tryout. It's like, all right, cool. I'm thinking tryout, you know, pre-show and things like that. And then it's, uh, nope, I'm on the main card, match number like three or four. And then I got three minutes and it's me squashing this other guy. (laughs) So I was like, all right, cool. Hell yeah. Uh, And so I had the match. Um, It was against, uh, shoot, I can't remember what his name is. Um, Not a POS. Uh, He came from Barton Brave. He's a good guy. Um, But yeah, then I had that match and uh, slowly just did the LaSalle shows. And Danny said like, hey, I want to bring you up to Chicago for Epic, which is their anniversary show. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to pair you with uh, Trey Miguel. So I was like, all right, cool. So I just watched a bunch of Trey stuff. And at the time, he was uh, also like a relatively unknown guy. And I noticed mm-hmm. like we both, uh, he's much smoother than I am, but like we're both like pretty athletic guys and be able to do some similar moves. So I was like, all right, cool. And it was us versus the besties. Um, and of course, like the besties are the best. I <laughs> literally uh, <laughs> up and down the roads with them and they're the coolest guys. So yeah, the match, match went off without a hitch. Actually, there's one hitch because I ate shit on a springboard, but I made it up later in the match. So it's fine. Uh, the most important thing was crowd loved it. Um, Danny, the promoter, loved it. And then me and Trey, uh, we just kind of kicked off with the tag team and we were together for almost like seven, eight months, maybe. Um, cool. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just pulling that out of my ass. I don't really know. Um, but then, unfortunately, I got a bad concussion in a match not uh, like outside of AAW. Ended up having to get like 10 stables in my head and took some time off. And, uh, oh, shit. Yeah. And then uh, Trey really like, he flourished as a singles wrestler. So like no disrespect to him at all. Um, but then I was kind of like lost in the shuffle a little bit. And that's, uh, that kind of aggravated me, not Trey, but just being lost in the shuffle. Um, yeah. Feeling like I'm just like another guy. And uh, yeah. And that's when I talked to Danny and I was like, listen, man, like I don't, I, I don't want to be a face anymore. I want to be a heel. Cause I honestly, the way I'm feeling and the way like I'm acting in the ring isn't, uh, face demeanor if that makes sense sure well you're frustrated right it sounds like you're frustrated yeah i was i was really frustrated because it's like i did all this work but 
And like, I'm not trying to knock guys that have like grinded for opportunities and like, you know, everybody deserves what they've worked for, but it almost seemed like um, the fan base didn't care about you unless you were a name or signed. So it's okay. like, if you, if you're somebody that's not at a wrestling promotion, like, you know, if you're not signed with impact or if you're not like on your way to the E or uh, I guess AEW is still relatively new at the time. Um, yeah. It just seemed kind of like, you know, Oh, this is the bathroom break match or like, Oh, this is a scramble match. They're going to do the same stuff. And like, we're just going to kind of go by the wayside. Um, and that, that shit really pissed me off. Cause I'm like, I know for a fact that I'm an extremely good wrestler. And there's not a doubt in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do almost any style that you need from me. Um, and I can honestly put that on anything. Uh, so yeah, I was getting really, really frustrated at the time, but I feel like when I did turn that, have that heel turn that I was really coming into my own then. Right. Is that when, so, and cause I, I remember a different impression of you and that point. Is that when you started like wearing the suit? Uh, yeah. So actually, uh, I'd always wear a suit to, uh, to like shows okay. um, growing up. I was always like, man, I just want to like, I want to have a job where I dress up every single day. And then, uh, like one of my favorite all time wrestlers is Randy Orton. So of course, evolution, they're all looking good. Dressed mm-hmm. with the nines that's, uh, that's a great, uh, I was, uh, I was watching, sorry to cut you off. I want you to continue. Good. But I was at a WrestleMania party, and after WrestleMania, we're like, yo, can you just throw on the Evolution uh, Titantron theme? <laughs> and we just watched that for, like, five minutes. I just said, yeah. it's so good. So, so, so good. But, yeah, yeah, then I was like, I was like, man, I want to be a professional. What can, like, set me apart from other people? And, you know, because uh, we're all traveling on the roads for hours and hours on end. You're like, you want to be comfortable. Um, and I, uh, for me, I was like, all right, like, I can be comfortable, but I also want to be pre- uh, presentable as a professional. Um, but at the time, like I wouldn't wear it like out to the ring or things like that. And then, uh, I took a little bit of a sabbatical from AAW, uh, mostly because, um, I, at that time I got signed to evolve and a lot of the dates kind of conflicted. Um, and then, yeah, you know, unfortunately, well, no, I was still with evolve at the time, but, uh, then I started, I came back and that's when I was wearing the suit all the time. And being different on screen. And that's when right. um, I was paired up with high on to make like, you know, team pretty and things like that. Uh, and that's really where the suit kind of took off and where I feel like uh, the wolf of wrestling kind of was like born, like still like trying to figure out what that is and who that is, but mm-hmm. that's really like the start of it. And that's when I was really like just having a good time, honestly, like wrestling yeah, yeah. That uh, first of all, shout out to your professionalism. I've heard. I I don't know exactly how wrestlers ask for bookings. I'm not a wrestler. I never will be. But it's something like going up to Danny Daniels and I think giving that pitch. I think is like a classy and also a little bit of a ballsy move. Probably mm-hmm. um, just wearing the suit, even though you're not wearing it to the ring yet, is it a hundred percent professional move? That's great. I kind of like that. And then also, like you said, when you were pairing with Trey, you just watched a ton of film and watched his shit. So I think that's that kind of just those three things kind of show what kind of preparation and person, professional worker you are. Um, and yeah, so then the suit now becomes part of the persona. And yes, you start developing the Wolf of Wall Street. So and it's it, it's kind of cool to hear you say um yeah, I like it was almost like did it make wrestling fun for you again? Almost just doing that. 
Yeah, um, it really did because I felt like I was being more just myself out there. Yeah. Um, especially when I was doing heel stuff, like as a manager, that shit was so much fun, dude. Because I was like, I can literally do whatever I want and say whatever I want and get away with it because I'm a bad guy. So like, I would just do goofy stuff, like you know, uh, like hi, I would have somebody in a hole that I would just like pull out my phone and just be recording the entire time, and just be like, yeah, da da da, and like you're doing such a great job, babe. And then like they start joking, <laughs> like, oh shit, and then like I just like, or something. Like I would just have so much fun with it, and it made me realize, like, man, like. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right at this thing, you know, <laughs> like, damn. Like, yeah. is, it's great when, like, you can have fun doing what you love and doing what you're wanting to do day in and day out. Yeah. And you, I, I, everyone talks about it, like, when you're a heel, you have so much more freedom and stuff. And that's mm-hmm. cool. Is that, and that, it, it, I think, I don't know if I heard this or if I'm wrong in saying this, but you working with her, is that how you guys kind of started to, like, meet and grow closer together? Um. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so um when i was talking to danny about coming back to aaw and he's like yeah i want to put you with uh Hyon and this other girl um he's like they uh like i want you to go out during their match and like you know slip high on brass knuckles and that's going to be the start of your guys' like group I'm like all right cool bet and then uh, i was like Hyon, like her name sounds familiar and i was like oh yeah i just followed her on instagram like last week she's like, <laughs> so, like whatever she's <laughs> like dope um and yeah, so like, you know, got to AAW, I'm dressed to the nines. Luckily, this is the first impression I got from There you go. Um, and yeah, I don't get like too sappy or anything, but like, man, I walked in the locker room and like I saw her and it was just like nobody else was there. And I was like, oh shit. Like, she's Instagram does not do her justice, period. Um, and like I tried mm-hmm. to, I tried to be cool, you know, and be a professional. I was like, hey, how's it going? My name's Steven and da 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 da. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of hit it off and, uh, she was like, she's like, oh, I've never hit anybody with brass knuckles before. And my dumb ass, because I'm trying to impress her, I'm like, oh, you just practice on me. And like, yeah, no, it's super easy. And I was kind of like walking her through it. Bro, when she hit me, <laughs> my face was throbbing. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, nah, it's fine. You barely even tapped me. It was just like a boom, 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 boom. Uh, I was like, she's cute. Don't blow it. She's cute. Don't blow it. Um, but then like the same thing, like had the match, everything went off without a hitch. Um, and you know, afterwards I was like, I was like, Oh yeah, it's great to meet you. Da, da, da. And like, I told myself, I was like, next month I'm gonna, like, I want to be a professional and like, you know, you know, let her know, like, I'm not trying to do anything, but like next month I'm going to like, you know, test the waters a little bit, see if I can like flirt with her, you know, thing like that. Cause you know, why not? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing is like, I've never, ever, ever like messed with anybody in business. Cause like, I just, feel like you know business pleasure two different things but um yeah man uh she slid my dms like three days later she's like oh my god we just need to take a picture of the next show and i was like yes we do <laughs> and right, then, so it seemed to kind of be chemistry at least yeah right and then like, we, like you know like facetime like two or three times like two or three hours a night and then you know the next aw show came and went and then you know we actually started hanging out like in person because i was in peoria she was up in Chicago. So there's still a little bit of a distance, but like nothing, yeah. that, you know, wouldn't be able to do in a weekend, you know, and then Definitely. pandemic happened. Uh, and then like we moved in together. Cause like why pay two rents when like, you know, basically like, you know, living with each other already. Sure. And yeah, the rest is history. That's awesome. Congrats to you guys on, on, on everything. I think that's really cool. The open and stuff. Obviously I'm a huge proponent of it, <laughs> of, of it being an option. If that's what people want to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I was, a uh, like my family's in Illinois, her family's down here in Texas. And it was just like, Oh, do we want to make them drive down there or make them drive up here? And then it was like, you know right. what, let's just go to Cancun, just the two of us and let's just do it. And yeah. Best decision ever saved us at least like $12,000 and <laughs> like, you know, can't complain. I, I agree. And try like, you guys should go through it. Well, I don't want you guys to have a, a fight or anything, but just try going through the exercise of making a wedding guest list mm-hmm. and let me know how difficult that is on a scale of one to 10. Well, that's one of the reasons why we uh, decided to <laughs> <laughs> we were doing that. And I was like, man, cause like I have a, I have a bigger family and yeah. uh, I mean, she has a big family too, but she's more like, Oh, this person doesn't have to come. This person doesn't have to come. And I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, you know, I haven't seen them in like four years, but like, you know, it is, you know, family. So I got to invite them. And like, I haven't seen them and da, da, da. And like our like 80 person max guest list turned into like 150. And we were just like, like that. Yeah. Just snap of the fingers. Oh yeah. And then I was like, well, I want friends to come too. But like, you know, we can't afford that. And it's like, and then she was like, would you be okay with like eloping? And I was like, as long as I'm married to you, I don't care. Like what happened? Sure. People can like zoom in or like whatever they want to for the wedding. And then we ended up not even doing that because uh, where we got married at, they'd be like, yeah, we can make a zoom call for like $300. I'm like, can we just use our phone? <laughs> like, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah. But apparently it's not a thing. Uh, so yeah. And then you know, the rest is history. That's great. Uh, we recently put an article on our site about a couple's tournament. Well, what would it be like mm-hmm. a couple's tournament? I don't know if you saw that or read that, but um, cause GPA and Laney are doing a lot of couple stuff now, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. we love them as a couple, of course. And, and just to see, to be able to work together is really cool. Have you guys ever done any, any, besides the stuff you did where like you're managing, have you been, have you done like in like mixed gender tags where you're both in the ring or anything like that? Um, yeah, we did, uh, we've done one tag team match. Uh, it was for like a smaller promotion. So I don't really know if anybody like really saw it. Okay. Um, but for the most part, it was just like her managing me or me managing her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I'd love to be able to do some tag stuff. Like uh, I think, yeah, me and GPA actually, it was at the the last shimmer show that happened. We were like kind of talking about a couple's tournament because, you know, you got uh, like Joey Avalon and like Sierra. Then you got like Scarlet and Killer Cross and, you know, obviously the two of us couples and so, so many more. Yeah. Like, it, it could be very plausible and very feasible. Like that is one match though that I would love to have is just like me and Hyon versus uh, GPA and Laney because like we we have trained together you know we're all like really good friends like we send each other memes and like you know like hey like don't put that on Twitter I'm like oh shit my bad you're right because <laughs> like like Laney and Jeff are way better or Laney Jeff and Hyon are way better at social media than I am I'm the type of guy that's like oh shit I haven't posted in a couple of days I should probably do that um and so like we always like you know we talk we all like hang out and things like that whenever we can and we're in the area with each other and yeah like i would love to have a match between like the four of us and yeah four, like you I heard that solo pro <laughs> <laughs> definitely no 100 percent um yeah yeah gpa is the meme master i will not i don't think that man can be out memed at least i know i can't <laughs> do that so that's great no that would, that's something we would love to do um mm-hmm. or love to see excuse me um, I, I have two quick questions and then I'll get into, so, right, or did right you want to get that, into the, the next thing right now, Chris? Uh, no. So I wanted, I wanted to ask, uh, you know, uh, I believe you guys, uh, relocated now you're, you're, you're in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wanted to ask, like, what is the, the wrestling scene like, you know, out there and what does that look like for you and high end as well? Like, question. Yeah. Well, uh, since like, this is her like home state, mm-hmm. uh, like 
bro, I'm not gonna lie, she like runs this place. Like everywhere she goes <laughs> is like, oh shit, Hyon's back. All right, let's like, you know, put her like in high profile matches and like, you know, championship matches, things like that. Um, it's it's awesome to see, but at the same token, like uh it's new for me. Mm-hmm. But like people, some people do know me because I came down here for New Texas a couple times and uh obviously down here for Mania. But it's it's almost a whole different ballgame, man. It's like a different style than you know, the style in the Midwest and uh you know, I'm, I know like there's this big thing of like Texas versus the world and like, you know, like the Midwest versus everybody and stuff like that. I feel like a, a Spider-Man and Civil War, like the comics, because <laughs> it's, it's rough. But uh, no, I love the training down here. Everybody here is just like so hungry and like wants to like help everyone. Like um, a guy named JJ Blake, I just met him recently and he's like super cool and I asked him, I was like, why did you want to start training people? He's like, I just want to see the scene get better. He's like, I just want literally to elevate everybody. So that way other people elevate everybody. And it's kind of a chain reaction. And we can make this nice. it possibly can be. And I was like, that's the mindset to have. That's exactly, exactly what I want to be a part of, you know? So the scene here is great. Like, I love it. I can't wait to like dive deeper into it. That's cool. Are you going to be back then uh, to for AEW shows? Um, yeah, I've talked to Danny a little bit about it. Uh, so okay. it's going to be a little bit of a sabbatical just cause, uh, mm-hmm. just okay. like transportation and things like that are kind of funky, especially like Houston, Chicago. And now with like flights being like $500 domestically, it's kind of, right. so, but yeah, uh, hopefully uh, we'll be back at AAW some point in the hopefully near future. Cool. Um, and then it, it, we wanted to, cause we want to talk about your, your neck inj- injury. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think well, I have Chris tee up that question. Before I do that, do you have any uh, – we talk about goals a little bit, and I think the goals conversation can be literally anything, no matter how big or how small. You're, the goal could be I just want to train three times this week. Do you have, like, a small goal or or even a bigger goal out there right now kind of in this new scene, or is it just kind of get your hands in to these different places? Um, my biggest goals right now is uh... – Honestly, when people think about like, you know, the best in the area or like the best period, I know that's kind of a it's a huge thing. But like, I want to be a part of that conversation. I want to be known as somebody that like when you see me step into a ring, you know, you're going to get an amazing match. And uh, quite frankly, bro, like I want an action figure. Like <laughs> I want to be on an action figure. I still have mine that I had when I was a kid, like they're in my storage unit. And like, I want one of me. And like, I want like, you know, a legitimate, like awesome one, you know, I want to see like, you know, the kids like playing with it or whatever. Like I, that's, that's my goal. I want to be like, I'm so good that I have an action figure. If only there were a Toys R Us to ha- have it be sold out of. Bro, I would do, I'd be like, I'll come for free. Like I could do signings <laughs> and stuff. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, you just set up your own table there and an employee walks by and like, excuse me, sir, what are you, you're like, you're setting up a table in, in the toy aisle. You're, like, you're not supposed merch, to be bro. here. <laughs> <laughs> merch, get away from me. Great. Uh, but yeah, Chris, go, go with the question. Cause Chris sent me a tweet and he's like, Hey, did you know about this earlier? And I was like, Oh shit, I did not. So. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's obviously your pin tweet, you know, you kind of uh, put it out there how, you know, you had this journey or, or these plans and um, you know, you then face this reality where there's, there's a serious injury where you're told to kind of put a hold on everything that you're doing, that you're working for, you know? And, and I think it's it, like, I, I wouldn't have known that. Right. Cause now, you know, we still see you, um, you you're making a comeback, but like, how was that process? And, and, 
and how are you now? Like, what's 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 the status? I mean, I I know that you had, uh, I believe it was a, a fusion, right? Yeah. Um. So, uh, I had uh, I had to take uh, I basically had a what they thought was a herniated disc at the time. Um, mm-hmm. to kind of just like the whole story. Uh, yeah. with uh, me being a part of Evolve and like them shutting down. Um, some of us got uh tryouts with uh, WWE because they were affiliated at the time and. So I had a tryout and it was probably like I've had two tryouts at this point. Um, and it was just an incredible experience. And uh, afterwards, about like three, four weeks later, they gave me an email saying like, Hey, we want to, we want to sign you. Um, which obviously that's just like every kid's dream. Like, right yeah. What was that? What was your first reaction when you opened that? Uh, so it was actually um, uh, Canyon at the time. Uh, he's like, Hey, uh, are oh, you nice. available for a zoom? call in like you know in like three days and i was like yeah of course and i was like i swear if they zoom me just to tell me no i'm gonna be so upset right, right. <laughs> um but yeah man they uh like he's like hey we uh we want to like offer you you know a contract and like legit the first thing that came to my mind I was like can you just like say that one more time so i can like actually like know you said it and bro like it was uh it was the most emotional moment of my life. Cause I was just like, Oh my God, like I finally did it. The thing that I've wanted since I was like five years old, I finally fucking did it, you know? Um, yeah. And so, you know, I'm so hyped. I tell my family, my dad just cries balls, tears. He's so happy for me. Um, I think he's more happier with the fact he's like, you might meet Kevin Nash now. And I'm like, dad, that's not really how this works. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And then I went down for medical. Um, they asked me, uh, they asked me, oh, why do you have any prior injuries? And I was like, oh, well, um, like I was saying earlier, I was like, I did get concussed and I had to get like 10 staples in the back of my head. And they're like, um, did you go numb? And I was like, I was trying to think about it. I was like, yeah, no, I did go numb for like, you know, like five, 10 seconds. Um, mm-hmm. And I do remember at the time uh, when I hit my head and I went to the hospital, the late, uh, one of the nurses was like, you got a guardian angel. Cause like if you were like an inch lower, you'd be paralyzed. And I was like, shit. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah. So fast forward back to medical. Um, they had me sit. I had to go like I had the exam at like 11 o'clock noon and then I couldn't get an MRI done until like nine, 10 o'clock. And it was like for like an hour. Uh, they checked out my shoulder because I dislocated my shoulder before. And then they checked out my head and neck, um, which like I don't know if you've ever been on an MRI machine, but like they're about like yay wide so it's just yeah, like, right. oh my God, like i'm just like stuffed in there and i'm like a little bit claustrophobic so i was like Fuck. <laughs> um but yeah uh then you know did that didn't really get any uh feedback until uh on my birthday uh they i got a call from the doctors saying that i would be il- ineligible to be hired because i have a ruptured disc in my neck and um Jeez. and they said like if I get it fixed, um, I may be able to wrestle again afterwards. Uh, I may not be able to, but that's the only way that uh, they'd be able to hire me. And uh, yeah, man, it being on my birthday, like I went to like an extreme, extremely, extremely bad depression. Um, yeah. And I told myself that like, you know, I'm going to get this surgery. Like even if I can't wrestle anymore, like I need to get the surgery done because I get stingers all the time, but I'm like, Oh, I'm it's wrestling. It's fine. Um, and again, man, shout out to high on like, she helped me through so much. I was in a real, real dark place. Like we even, we got a puppy and like, you know, 
I was, I feel so bad, but like, I was like, so like, just not interested at the time. Cause I was just like, Oh, mm-hmm. like, I, I got so much stuff going on. I can do this and that. And I got to take care of this dog. And maybe he didn't turn up to be like one of my best friends. And I love him so much. Um, yeah. But yeah. And then I got the surgery, uh, in 20, yeah, 2021, uh, St. Patty's day. Uh, yeah, it turns out that I didn't have a ruptured disc in my neck. I actually had a full blown or a herniated disc. I had a full blown rupture. So it was like, Pat, there's like a tendon that like, uh, like basically like surrounds your spinal cord mm-hmm. and like it poked through that tendon. It was like on my spinal cord. Um, and the doctor said like, yeah, if you would have taken one more bad bump, like you, you could have been paralyzed or died. And so I was like, gee, like I've been like, since the accident, I wrestled for two years after that. So like God it damn. Kept getting worse and worse. And somehow like after all the dumb stuff I've ever done, like it didn't, you know, I didn't die. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just, I did that. I had to rehab for, uh, you know, it was March. I got the surgery. My first match back was, I want to say, uh, late October, which my doctor said, um, I did get cleared for the record, but he's like, he's like, it's insane that you were able to come back that fast. Um, I'm like, I'm like, well, yeah, like, you know, when you have a purpose, you know, and like the thing that drives you the most, like, yeah, like that's the only thing I could focus on. And I had like other like personal stuff that was happening in my life that I was just like, that just kept bringing me down and down and down. And it was like the one thing I could focus on was wrestling. It's like, I need to go to the gym. I need to do this. I need to do that. Like, and I was able to finally come back into the ring at uh, AAW. That's when I was like t- uh, tagged with uh, Mike Outlaw and uh, the quad father, uh, Camaro Jackson. Um, and man, it was so good to be back in that ring. So, so good. Um, and then my next match after that was like a 25 minute match with uh, Mysterious Q down at New Texas. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just getting kind of thrown into the fire. But yeah, now, man, like I didn't realize it at the time, but like, that's the reason I got migraines all the time. I haven't had a migraine since I've had the surgery. I haven't had any stingers. I can like move my neck totally around. Um, Damn. Yeah. I get yelled at whenever I take DDTs, but like whatever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, like I feel better than I ever have. I'm able to lift more weight than I ever have. I don't have a fear of like, I mean, like always in the back of my head, I'm like, don't land on your head. But like now my style uh, in just wrestling is like less risk taking and more like, more of the storytelling, like how, yeah. can, how can I make myself safe and still get across the point that I want to get across? Definitely, man. That's an insane story. I think focusing on the bright spots of that story, right? You're here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like number one is that we're having this conversation. Uh, you're not, and you're, and you're not in a wheelchair or paralyzed. Um, so there is some, and, and it, it, you really didn't have control over it. So obviously, I mean, all doing all that stuff and doing those bumps got you to that Zoom call. Mm-hmm. So and and what you just one too many or a few too many were put you in that position. So it's not like you lost the opportunity because of things you that were in your control, like attitude or effort or mm-hmm. or something like that. Because there are people who pissed away that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think those are the positives to glean from it, but that's a, a cra- crazy story. And we appreciate you sharing. With, yeah, of course. And that was, that was the thing that like made me the most mad was like, I did everything right. I act the right way. I wrestle the right way. I, I do everything that I know that needs to be done. And it's the one thing like that I couldn't control. 
Mm-hmm. That got me, you know. So like now I'm always, I'm like paranoid about things I can't control now. Like, oh no. Yeah, like when I had the surgery, for some reason, like it wasn't even gonna mess with my vocal cords at all. But like I started picking up sign language just in case because I was like, if something goes wrong, like I want to be able to still talk you know? And so like, I started like learning and stuff like that. And like, I was like, Oh, great. <laughs> but now obviously I'm fine with talking. <laughs> yeah. No, sign language can be, can be helpful. And, mm-hmm. and right. a, probably one of the easier languages to learn, I think maybe I, I might be wrong in that, but it'd probably be easier to learn that than like French at this point in your right. life. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pick up Spanish. Cause uh, like Hyun's like whole family is, uh, like they all speak Spanish fluently. And so they'll all just be talking and I'm just sitting there like, somebody <laughs> <laughs> will laugh for me. Go, <laughs> and then like somebody has to translate it for me. Like they all speak English too, but like, you know, their right. first language is Spanish. So they feel comfortable speaking that. And I'm not going to be like, Hey, can you speak English? So like, I can understand like, no, I'm going to do what I can to try to understand that language. You know, it's only like the respectful thing to do. No, I agree with that. Try, try, I mean, trust me, I, I work, I, I'm with Chris a lot of the time too. So I have that where like, he might be having a conversation with someone and I'm like perfectly okay with just like sitting here and chilling. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, maybe I'll pick up like every like 10th word, like some nouns I know and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't have really a clue what's going on. He could be talking shit about me right there. That's like, I know enough <laughs> to know if somebody's talking shit and that's it really. That's, that's really it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gringo, I think is a word that Gringo Loco, right. Great guy. Mm-hmm. We've had him on his podcast. But I think that if for me, if I were to maybe hear that word thrown around with the right with a tone, I'd be like, okay, I think they're talking about me. So you know, like like Charlie said, like thank you for sharing that story, and and you know, it also like takes takes a lot, right, to kind of believe in yourself and and know that you're doing things the right way, and and you know, there'll there'll be a reward at the end of the tunnel, right here, like in this journey. Um, and maybe not the E, but you had some appearances with, um, AEW, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I was on AEW dark. I, uh, it was me and Scorpio sky. Yeah. How, how was that? Like, uh, did, did that kind of like, it's like, okay, I got a little taste of, of what could, could be next, man. It was like, I took a drug, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> like I just remember, uh, like going there for like, you know, extra work. You have no idea what you're doing. And, um, yeah, I literally like saw a board, like the whiteboard with like all the matches on it. And, you know, it had, you know, dark and it was just me versus Scorpio Sky. And I was like, oh, damn. All right. It's about to go down. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> and so, like, uh, you know, talked to him a little bit. Super cool guy. Um, we've actually uh, wrestled each other in the past, like five years ago, I think it was, in this company called uh, Maverick Pro uh, out in California. Um, and yeah, like I got out there, I was in the ring. And I was just looking around and it was, it was my first time ever like wrestling, like in an arena. So mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh my gosh. I was like, this is just incredible. I was like selling and like on the ground. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I did uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Drake destroying arm drag. Uh, yeah. I did that. And I hit a drop kick, man. Like, I don't think I've ever had like a more like fire up moment in my entire life. Cause I was just like, I was like, I'm built for this shit, bro. <laughs> Let's go. Like, I was just like, oh my god, dude, this is this is what I this is what I want out of life. This is where like I know, like, like there's certain times in your life, like you see in movies, like when like something intense happens, like things like just slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of those moments, man. Like I hit the like I was going, I was bouncing the ropes, and it was just like flawless. Like I could just 
it was like I could hear my breathing and I was just going so slow in my head and just like so methodical. And yeah, man, when I watched it back, I, like it was, it was insane to watch back. Uh, mm-hmm. It was cool. Like seeing like, you know, like you got like Paul Wright and like Mark Henry, like on commentary and like, they're like in the middle of a sentence and they just like stop what they're saying. Like, Oh, and I was like, I was like, that's cool. Like, I know like it's just a dark match, but like if I can get like Hall of Famers to kind of be like, you know, like it's a cool feeling to have, you know, Absolutely. Like, I was just so glad and like, so like just honored to be in that ring, but it just made me like want it that much more, you know? Oh, absolutely. There, I, I think if anything, a AEW, I think has the most important dark matches because, or AEW dark or wait, or wait, that, that, was, that was it yeah. on dark or no? Yeah, it was yeah. on dark. Yes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, because their roster is so big, they use like all their roster. And I feel like even the people that wrestle on dark shows are, you know, you, you like, if you were to, if someone were to compare your career to, to yours, it'd probably be like, Oh, that's great. Like, like, like they have like legitimate, like good people on their dark shows. Oh yeah. They, so like to say it's even dark, I think like still you made like a really good show. Overall. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. I, that was uh, a lot. We're at the hour mark. Thanks for sticking with us so far. No, this has been a fantastic conversation so far, but we're just going to get into the Zerk. Chris has a question for you, I think, before we do that. Yeah, let's ra- wrapping up the main course. Let, let's talk about that. Let's take it back to, to those days where you would, you know, go down the buffet line and COVID wasn't around. What was that? What was that? What was in, in that plate? What was in that main course plate? Oh, that main course plate. Oh, uh, it depends on where we're at. If we're like at a a Chinese buffet. We're definitely going with uh, a little bit of sushi, some uh, mussels on there. Okay. Um, some uh, lo mein, uh, orange chicken. Definitely a yes for me. Um, for like at the uh, hometown or old town or whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. Man, ham, mac and cheese. I was just a basic kid. I'd get like the the uh, split ice cream, you know, one side vanilla, one side chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know we're talking about main courses, but like it's buffet, so you can eat like whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, yeah, man, like, I just love, like, yeah, probably mac and cheese is probably the biggest thing. I love mac and cheese. It's, yeah, it's my favorite. It's one of my favorite foods, period. Definitely. Did you know that at, like, those Jason Deli's places, they have, like, that free ice, like, that ice cream that you said, it's free. You can just go and get a bunch of that. I've been to a Jason's Deli and nobody told me that. That kind of makes me mad. (laughs) Danger. I was like, I only went once, but I was like, this could be really dangerous if I live near one. Right. I don't think I needed to know that now. (laughs) That's that's the dangerous thing, man. Cause like we have like a Whataburger that's like eight minutes away. And my first week living here, I'm not kidding you. I went to Whataburger like four or five times. And to be fair, like it was mania week too. So like, you know, people are like, bro, let's go to Whataburger real quick. (laughs) I went like twice in one day too, actually. (laughs) So people might hate me for this, but I enjoy. So there's that. And then there's the, Oh God, what's the one out West in and out. In and out. So In and Out stinks, in my in my opinion. I'm just gonna say that you might you may crucify me. I was not. I don't impressed. agree with you in a lot of things, but now that I had Whataburger, I, I would definitely pick Whataburger over In and Out. That's what I'm trying to get at. That's what I'm trying to get at. I would choose Whataburger. I don't. I'm not a huge Thousand Island person, mm-hmm. and the fries are like not salted enough at, at In and Out. Yeah. No. And uh, I was in. I was actually talking to people about this like at Mania Week. I think it was uh yeah Ziggy Dice. We were just talking. He's like, yeah, it's not as good as In and Out. And I was like, bro, I literally just had. I was in LA like a 
week or two prior, I was like, I just had in and out. It's not this good. And he's like, which one did you go to? And I was like, oh, the uh, one in like Hollywood. And he's like, that's a bad one. And I'm like, what? <laughs> come on. And I was like, bro, you know what? I was like, you do you. I'm going to stick with my Whataburger. Cause, like, I didn't know this, but they actually, there's an in and out uh, here in Houston too. Um, it's, a, it's a no-no spot, but like there still is one. So if I wanted to compare like back to back, I definitely could. But yeah, I would vote for Whataburger. Um, same, same. We're in, so we're in the dessert portion. I'm just going to jump ahead, Chris. If, go for it. Go for it. It's kind of what I do. Chris is just trying to say something. And I'm already like, Chris is trying to get to point A and I'm at point like D and sometimes uh, to my own fault. But like the question here is what are the other things you're interested in besides wrestling and everything we've been talking about? But you said superheroes. So Moon Knight. How are you feeling about so spoilers to anyone's listening to this? Like, <laughs> where where are you with Moon Knight? Because I think it's been a great series so far. I'm assuming you're watching. Oh yeah, I'm I'm fully caught up with Moon Knight. Um yeah. Moon Knight wasn't uh somebody that like, I really knew too much of. Uh when I was no. a kid, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like he was one of the characters and like I play him a little bit, but like that was really it. Um yeah. so it's really cool, like the adaptation uh that they're doing with it. Cause I know some people that do know, know Moon Knight, they're like, why does he look like a mummy? But I'm like he's in egypt like it's live action like kind of makes sense yeah no man i love it i love the dynamic of like uh i know it's like a very subtle thing but people with like mental illnesses can still be superheroes can still be heroes um because like yeah you know, i have i have i'm fairly vocal about this on twitter like i have depression anxiety like i take medication for it like it's normal and why it's like sometimes people get stigmatized for it but like you can still be a normal person. You can even be a superhero when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I love that portion of Moon Knight. Um, you know, it's pretty badass that, you know, one of his personalities is named Steven. So I'm like, hey, shout out to you. <laughs> um, but like, I'm like, he's the nerd though. Then I'm like, yeah. I think about myself and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely more me. I'm more of a nerd than I am an assassin. So <laughs> it's whatever. That's funny. And shout, yeah, shout out to you for breaking the stigma. Um, I think that's huge. But yeah, I think that like the MCU shows have been doing, doing really well. I'm assuming you, you're going to see multiverse of madness oh, on May 6th. Of course. Yeah. 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 Um, I will say though, that I am more of a DC guy than I'm a Marvel guy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love like the DC comics. Uh, the movies okay. I feel like are like gritty. Um, like I get so much flack for this, but like the justice league, uh, like the Zack Snyder version, it's like, I, I love it. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I think Ben Affleck is like the perfect Batman. Okay. I'll put that like, like uh, Robert Pattinson was very good in like the adaptation that they had. Okay. Um, very, very good. But uh, I think Ben Affleck's the best Batman. Christian Bale is a good Bruce Wayne, but he's a horrible Batman. Um, okay. And okay. yeah, he was just like, I feel like he was just surrounded by a really good cast. And so people are like, oh, it's phenomenal. I'm like, yeah, the movies are phenomenal. But like him as like the character, like, nah, bro, <laughs> like it ain't it. Um, and like Michael Keaton is obviously phenomenal. Then like you get like more of the hokey, like Adam West and things like that. But uh, yeah, you, what you're so what you're saying right now are not the most popular. I appreciate your takes. Yes. Not the most popular takes. Um, no, not at all. Going like, a little off the path. Here. Yeah. People were saying like the Batman, the one that just came out with Robert Pattinson or like. Like it's the greatest Batman movie ever. It's the greatest superhero movie ever. Like it's phenomenal. Uh-huh. I thought it was an extremely good movie, but like when superhero movies come and go, like one, you are not going to tell me that 
the Batman was better than No Way Home, period. And to like just cinematically as a movie, not even as a superhero movie, like uh, standalone, like The Dark Knight is the best like cinematic, like it's one of the best cinematic movies ever, honestly. It's like okay. the storytelling, like the very small things that they do in it. Like, and you can even IMDb, it's like it's the top right there with like Godfather and Shawshank Redemption and stuff like that. Like, okay, so I see your distinction between. Okay, so when you say the Dark Knight, you're talking about the entire encompassing movie, but not, but the, when the Christian Bale is the Batman, you think yes. that Batman is less than Ben Affleck when he is in the bat suit being the Batman. Correct. I think okay. yes, uh, all around too. Just like I feel like Ben Affleck as Batman and as uh, Bruce Wayne is very much like how I see Bruce Wayne okay. and Batman being. Um, and like everybody's got an opinion. This is just mine. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not shitting on it for mm-hmm. for. I'm not like no. This is this is. I like how it's different. Continues. Yeah. And then Christian Bale, like just the way he moves and like his fighting and all that stuff. I'm like, bro, they're kind of just like bumping and feeding for you. You're not actually like <laughs> <laughs> everything is wrestling. <laughs> Every you do real life's at work. Wrestling is the only thing that's real. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um. Yeah, no, that's good. I, I I thought that was really good, and that's talking superheroes. Okay, mm-hmm. cut into the next thing. Um, but yeah, anything else you're interested in, just generally? Uh, I'm really into uh, anime. Um, okay. Yeah, some of my favorites are like Death Note, uh, My Hero Academia, Assassination Classroom. Um, let's see here, what else am I into? I just I literally just like work and watch wrestling all day and like go to the gym. Um, <laughs> these are these are my personality traits. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I'm going to start like <laughs> it sounds so weird, but like I'm going to start archery because uh, like okay. I think it's just because I'm picking up personality things from like superheroes. But like I'm rewatching Arrow, and I'm like I could do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> are you taking I, a class, or are you just gonna wing it? No, I'm just gonna wing it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, I'm gonna watch like a couple YouTube videos and like figure out how to shoot, and then like put up a target in the backyard and just like you know Jesus take the wheel. Wow. So like, are these, what are these arrow tips? I mean, we're not going to be killing the neighbor's dog out oh, there. are we? No, 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 no. One yeah. levy behind the fence. So like, even if it does go through for whatever reason, but no, there's like a little practice, like little, not nothing sharp or anything like that. I'm not trying to be like, you know, a dead eye, but I just, I just think it'd be fun to have like a hobby outside of wrestling or something like blow off steam. Like I used to play, sure. I used to play tennis all the time, um, but I kind of got away from it a little bit, but I might go back to that now that I'm like, you know, in a bigger city and able to actually like find people to play and things like that. So, but yeah, like that's just, my life's pretty, uh, pretty say like, I'm a simple guy. I just love wrestling, love superheroes. I love my wife. Like that's, that's just me. Yeah. I think a lot, I, I don't think, I think you can say that a lot about a lot of dudes. I don't mm-hmm. know if, that, if that's just, I mean, probably a lot of people in general, but I feel like, if a dude just has like his, like you said, the person he loves, his job or whatever with the work, and then he just goes home and he could be could be like spinning a top. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. want to. Can you just let me please spin a top for four hours? Like that will be the happiest dude in the world for four hours, just spinning a top. Mm-hmm. And like that's what he likes to do. And like you just you know you just dive into that. So I, I kind of feel that it could be doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then we're bringing it around back to wrestling before Chris hits you with the word association. Okay. Uh, so we want to know about your favorite match you've ever had because 
this might be like it's a guilty this dessert is guilty pleasure. So like mm -hmm. this might be a favorite match because of just an inside joke or some kind of funny reason, but or like or maybe it was honestly like you know maybe Meltzer rated at five stars. I don't know. But mm -hmm. what was the uh, what was the favorite match you you've ever had? Um, like let's see here. The first match that comes to mind. Uh, it's I've had like if you look at it wrestling wise, I've had better matches since then, but. The one that always sticks out to me as like my favorite match is uh, at Dreamwave. It was me versus JT Dunn. Um, okay, it was uh, one of the times I wrestled somebody. Like I just, uh, I hate like name dropping and shit. But like I wrestled like Champa the two shows before, and then like the show before facing Dunn. It was a four way of me, Dunn, uh, Leo Rush, and AR Fox. Um, and so it was my first time like feeling like like okay, I kind of know what I'm doing. I feel like I can do this. And like, he was the coolest guy ever. Like no disrespect to like all the other guys, but like, he was like, Hey man, how's it going? Like we were just like talking bullshit. And, like he was telling like his love for X-Pac. And I was like, Oh cool. Like I love <laughs> Sheldon Benjamin, Randy Orton. And like, <laughs> was so cool about it. And like just the chemistry we had in the ring was just, bro, it was, it was the first time like I've ever like felt like a click in front of a big crowd. And the crowd was so like behind me and like yeah. they hated him like respectfully. Uh, and like I just remember having the match and then like um going to the merch stand and like you know people were like buying t-shirts and stuff, but that's like really not the point. The point was just like I was just looking around and I was like, this is what I want for the rest of my life. I was like, I had a phenomenal match, you know, people are telling me that they really enjoyed it, and I feel like pride, like such like an immense, like deep pride in my work. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is this is what I want from my, my whole life. I was like, this is it. Like I, I knew before then, but like, that was when like, I believed like I can do this for the rest of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. That's right. Really, yeah. You were, you were wrestling na big names and you, it sounds like you got into that zone and it just took it from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So That's like, great. yeah, oh, yeah, I loved it. That's I don't great. know if you're, I don't know if you're ready for word association, but Chris has got it teed up. I think. Just hit the mute button for a second. Um, but yes, I am ready if you are. And, you know, as we explained it at the top uh, of the pod, uh, word association, um, I have a list of 10 things here that I'm going to name off and uh, one word answers, right? So the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, boy. Here we go. The first one, pro wrestling. Randy Orton. AAW. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago Love. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the third word. Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Texas. Home. WWE. One day. Ranch dressing. My heart. Heart. <laughs> Toys R Us. Oh, I love. Because it's my favorite job I've ever had. Just love. Suko. Missing. Missed. Wolf of Wrestling. Me. Hyen. My baby. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, non-one word answers. Yeah, there's a lot of two words. There's a lot well, of two I'm words. Feel, so I'm not going to do what you say. <laughs> uh, I can go, you can just edit that and just like cut me at like the second. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Uh, it's great. No, it's difficult. Um, so yeah, they, yeah, a lot of two words, but I think you did, you did a pretty good job. So pat yourself on the back. Chicago traffic. Perfect. No one. Sure, that one was better. Really Dude, that's the one thing I fucking hate the most about Chicago. The crowd's phenomenal. Like the city is beautiful, but damn it. That's Fucking traffic, dude. It's like <laughs> it's the worst, man. It's the worst. Oh, so if it's a nine out of ten, how uh on a scale ten being like awful, mm-hmm. what is a Houston compared to Chicago? Like honestly, like Houston traffic's rough, but like they have like ten lanes on one okay. highway. So like you can kind of in and out pretty quickly. Um people in Chicago, I will say like in Houston, people do not drive the speed limit. Like, when you get on the interstate, you better be going a minimum of 70 miles an hour. Which, like, at first I was like, oh, no. But, like, now I'm just kind of like, eh, like, whatever. It's just par for the course. Yeah. Um, but, like, Chicago, it's, this dude's going to go 90 miles an hour while the person in front of you is going 55 miles an hour. <laughs> and you, you better slam on your brakes as soon as you hit that kern, or you better, like, whip over to the fucking uh, shoulder. Oh, by the way, everybody's going to be on the shoulder because everybody's going 90 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to get there in two and a half hours like your GPS said? Nah, 315, bro. Sorry. Like, it's it's just for it. This this gets me worked up every time. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's fine. It's it's a war zone out there. Every AAW show, every freelance show I was on, all the time, I was just like, yeah, this sucks. I hate this. I hate everything about this. Like, ugh. Yeah, it, it's yeah. fair. It's fair. I live in the city, but I don't uh, I don't have a car because I don't need one. I just commute via Al to work. I'll mm-hmm. borrow my wife's car. So we have one car. But if you live in the city and you don't have to park consistently and you don't really have to drive consistently, it's mm-hmm. a lot more fun. I'm telling <laughs> you, like, it's a lot more fun to live in the city without the car. Usually the, uh, all the I mean, obviously, there's negative things about the city crime. Right. But like. A lot, and even like carjacking, you don't have a car, you can't get carjacked. Like a lot of the stuff <laughs> revolves around having a motor vehicle, and I don't have one. So, but everything you're saying is fair, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, uh, hey, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, of course, of course. And um, as we're wrapping things up, uh, you know, uh, plug your your social handles. I think I have them handy here, but uh, for those uh, podcast listeners and YouTube viewers, we have it up on the screen. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, my uh, Twitter and Instagram uh, all going to be uh, Stephen Wolf three hundred nine. That's S T E P H E N W O L F three hundred nine. Yeah, you can find me there. Uh, Twitter, Insta. I'm, I have a Facebook fan page as well. Um, I, to be honest, I kind of lack on that one a little bit. So definitely <laughs> hit up the uh, Twitter and Instagram. And I have, and like, I just literally today. Not really today, but like I made a TikTok like super long ago. I haven't posted anything. I'm probably not going to post anything. But like my wife sends me these TikToks. I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to download it so I don't have to keep going like back and forth, back and forth. Right. Yeah, I have one and I just don't post, but I just look at everyone's talks. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. Um, and, you know, we'll be we'll be keeping an eye out, see what the next move is. Uh, we definitely wish you the best and, and thank you for spending, you know, an hour of your time with us. Um, as far as two heels in a face goes, uh, make sure you, uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, two heels in a face, number two heels in a face. You can visit our website, two heels in a face.com or, um, you know, we have the article out there of the, the couples tournament and, and other fun articles that, uh, Charlie's putting together. So 
So check it out there. And uh, thanks. Any last words, Charlie? No, uh, it, this is a long overdue conversation. I'm really glad we had Stephen on though. And uh, I can't wait to share this with the, with everyone, all the, all, you know, clip, do the clips, send out the videos, just share the episode. Cause I thought it was a really awesome conversation. So I pr- appreciate everyone for listening. Thanks for having me on guys. And hopefully, you know, Monday we can do it again. Definitely. You can next around now, say the same thing. They chasing the fame. They all want the name. The thing got was running through these veins. Say I walk like a king, talk like a king. You can next around now, say the same thing. They chasing the fame. They all want the name. The thing got was running through these veins. Make way for the king.